Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 6.30 Shed. Darling, you got to let me know. Should I stay or should I go? If you say that you are mine, I'll be here till the end of time. So you got to let me know, should I stay or should I go? And welcome everybody, Bob Stauffer joining you from Dallas, Texas, where a little over an hour ago, Edmonton Oilers General Manager Peter Shirelli held an availability. Uh, we will uh, hear from the Oilers GM in two different segments on today's edition of Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Digitex. Has 6:30 Chad using their copiers and printers, and their service is outstanding. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at big savings. DigitexSupplies.ca. So, uh, Peter Shreller, we're going to get to some of his clips from his uh, media scrum that took place in and around uh, 11:05 Edmonton's time. Louis DeBras from NHL Hockey on Rogers. He will join us at uh, 12:35 Edmonton time. At 105, a one-on-one interview specific to the draft uh, with myself and Peter Shirelli coming up. And then at 135 from the NHL Network, the former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, himself a uh, one-time uh, first overall pick uh, way back in the day in the National Hockey League, Brian Lott. So hope you're doing well. It's a uh, sweltering 32 degrees with uh, strong humidity in uh, Dallas, Texas today. Here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us on a River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. It is uh, brought to you by Blood, Sweat, and Tears, who will be at the River Cree with Bo Bice on June the 29th. And uh, Nazareth, the greatest Scottish rock band of all time, coming down the pipe August 10th at the River Cree Resort Casino. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can email us at OilersNow630Chad.com. You can text us at 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out the great selection today at WestlockFord.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We are on Twitter, at OilersNow. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stopper, and you can tweet Brendan at Brendan Ulrich. Uh, every Tuesday in Oilers now, and in fact, uh, next Tuesday, Stopper Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta HRA. Live racing, Saturdays at Northlands Park. So, just uh, made it back uh, from the Oilers Hotel to one of the two media hotels here in Dallas. Uh, let's get to some Peter Shirelli clips fairly early. And uh, it took a while to, and again, we've got a 101 coming down the pipe of 105, more specific to the uh, draft. 
but uh, we'll start with some uh, comments from the Oilers president GM on uh, Milan Lucic uh, as to whether or not he asked for a trade and then the potential of him rebounding next season if he uh, is indeed uh, back. I believe it was Jim Matheson that asked the question. It might have been Reed Wilkins, I think, that asked the question on Lucic, but here's the Oilers GM, Peter Shirelli. Uh, I'm not going to comment on that, Patty. My confidence level is at a, is pretty high. I think Milan's a high character individual. Uh, he has to have a good summer. He, really, conditioning for him is not really an issue. He has to be in the right frame of mind. Um, he's a proud guy, and you know we expect to have him back at a better level than he was last year. All right, so uh, you can interpret that for what it's worth. Uh, when uh, somebody does not comment on uh, a question like that, Ryan Rashad with a follow-up to Jim Matheson's initial question, uh, and you heard Peter Shirelli, the Oilers GM, uh, talk about the fact he has to be in the right uh, mental framework. This uh, reinforces what we've discussed ad nauseum on Oilers now for the last several months about uh, the situation with Lucic being quote-unquote 90% mental, and that is how the player how the player um, described it as well. and uh, I, I cannot reinforce this position more. When things go bad for teams, challenges occur. If teams create some positive energy off the start of the season, go in a completely different direction, then suddenly attitudes change as well. And, I mean, you look at Jacob Trubo, the Winnipeg Jets. I know I saw Kurt Overhart here earlier today. He's the agent for Truba, and a couple of years ago it was sort of seen that inevitably Truba would be moved out of Winnipeg, not the opportunity for him, not the fit. Well, now the Jets are a pretty good hockey club, and it looks like Truba's going to be a long-term guy with Winnipeg. I go back to Kobe Bryant, who is on a completely different level than Milan Lucic in 2004. There were a lot of discussions in that 2004 year about uh, Kobe Bryant, who at that time was arguably the best player in the NBA, and uh, he never did move from L.A. In fact, he won a couple more championships. In Lucic's case, he had a terrible final 46 games, of which he is ultimately, uh, and normally I, I do the 75-25 split, I'd say in this situation with Lucic to me, if he's going to say it was 90% mental, I'd say it's 90% on him that he had the type of year that he had. So, uh, you know, he's, if he doesn't get moved, he's got to be a consummate professional, come back, and be ready to go. Uh, that was one of the topics that Peter Shirelli addressed. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers bought out Eric Griba today. Uh, the Oilers brought Eric Griba in on a uh, PTO a couple years ago, signed him to a one-year deal, and then last year in June uh, gave him a two-year extension. The Oilers will buy out the final year. It'll actually only amount to about a $300,000 uh, real savings. Uh, perhaps that's an indication that uh, Griba didn't knock it out of the park when he went down to Bakersfield last year. But here's Peter Shirelli on the Oilers buying out Eric Riba. Um, we just figured that he wouldn't be in our lineup next year, and it would clear up a contract, and it would give Eric a chance to, uh, I guess, pursue his career elsewhere. A little bit, yeah. I mean, that's part of the equation, and it's, I think it works out to 300 cap space. But uh, that, that factored into the decision, but at the end of the day, we decided to buy him out. So uh, the interpretation there would be the organization felt it was time to move on from Griba. Uh, I wonder what that means for a guy like Dylan Simpson and whether or not that increases the probability uh, that he would be resigned. Don't forget, uh, Griba, uh, if he were to have been in the order system this year, would have automatically been an AHL veteran. 
uh, playing north of 310 uh, NHL slash AHL games, and now that perhaps opens up a window and an opportunity for somebody else to get in the mix and have a different type of player. Uh, and as we mentioned, contract space, right? That's another factor as well. Uh, I do think the Oilers will end up coming in somewhere between 46 to 48 contracts when it's all said and done. Lots of questions about what the Edmonton Oilers are going to do uh, with the number 10 overall pick. Uh, you know, um, whether or not, uh, and, and how the Edmonton could potentially improve the team. Uh, and this question was asked uh, on Shirelli trying to improve the D, or is he okay with keeping the same D? And here was his response. I'd be okay with it, Ryan, but um, having said that, uh, we would look to move the pick if the right player is available, uh, NHL player, defenseman is available. I've had some discussions with, uh, with some teams, um, so, I mean, it's still ongoing, but uh, I, I would look at that. All right, that's Peter Shirelli, the Oilers' uh, president and general manager. Here is his thoughts on his free agency approach. We'll have some conversations. Um, it depends. There's a few moving parts that we're going to look at, and it depends on where those moving parts go, and we'll see where it goes. But it's a, it's a, I think it's a productive period. Um, so we'll be, we'll, we'll participate in it. For the 10th overall pick, Shirelli was asked, and uh, look, there's a lot of defensemen that are in and available potentially around that range. Uh, we've seen some centers jump up, and just Barry Kotkaniemi could see Barrett Hayton jump up as well, potentially in the top 10. Uh, Adam Boquist, uh, by all reports, is a right-shot defenseman out of Sweden. Had some injury and concussion issues this past year. Uh, he might be sliding a little bit. Um, you know, Quinn Hughes, will he be available there at 10? I don't think he will be. Uh, but there's uh, certainly, besides Rasmus Dahlin, who's projected to go number one, uh, Noah Dobson, uh, Evan Bouchard, uh, I personally both believe will be gone in the top eight of the draft. Uh, Hughes could be potentially gone as high as number six. And, you know, Ty Smith, Adam Boquist. So there could be six defensemen gone in the top 12. And Shirelli was asked whether or not a defenseman was a priority at pick number 10. No, it's not a priority. I mean, it, it, there are some good defensemen in uh, in the top part of the draft. Uh, we're going to draft the best player available. But um, and it, I mean, if if we can move to the right spot to get the right type of player, we'll look at that too. Uh, but the Oilers, obviously, and Shirelli saying again today, open to moving the number ten pick uh, if the right deal is there. And he didn't specify. Actually, he did specify. He says it doesn't have to be a right-shot defenseman. It can be a defenseman with a, uh, a little bit more, uh, the interpretation would be, you know, a little bit more offensive skill. So we'll wait and see how that transpires. It is 12-14 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you in Dallas. Brendan Ulrich um, back in the studio. Brendan, any uh, surprises uh, for you in terms of what we got out of Shirelli? And, again, I've, I asked him a couple specific questions uh Coming up about you know favoring defense and centers over uh, wingers, and then also reiterating the point uh, about a different type of dimension with the with the defense. Um, but uh, anything that sort of caught your mind? Uh, well, not not a whole lot. Um, I think it, it seems like he's open to uh, anything. If it's uh, making the pick or keeping the pick, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, the one thing that catches me off guard, Bob, is the Eric Graba bio. I know you mentioned this uh, last week, by the way, first of all, on the show when I, when I interviewed you. Uh, but it just, to me, with uh, the cap situation that the Oilers 
maybe in. It's a little surprising that they didn't just bury his contract in the minors. I don't know what you think about that. Well, maybe they didn't want him in the minors. I get, yeah, it does give him another opportunity, so you're doing the player a favor as well. Yeah, but I, still. I get it. It's 300000 bucks over the next two years, so now the orders basically have $1.633 million in uh, dead cap space on the cap with the Pouliot and Griva buyouts. Uh, you know, I might argue the bigger surprise was that he got a two-year deal after, you know, coming in on a PTO. Um, I think Griva did some good work uh, during the 2016-17 season. Um, I would have thought he would have gotten a one-year deal. He got the two years. And, uh, you know, I, if you take a look at the numbers in the American Hockey League when he went down there, he didn't do much. And so I, I wonder if they just looked at it and said, you know what, we want to give the opportunity to somebody else that will help the player along. And, and that's not going to placate. When you have a season like Edmonton had this year, Brendan, everything gets second-guessed. I get that, okay? It's not lost on anybody that's around the organization on a day-to-day basis. I mean, the Edmonton Oilers, uh, they had a very uh, disappointing, underwhelming season. And they were the most disappointing team in the National Hockey League. Uh, and, and saying that, they had the Art Ross scoring champion, and the guy voted last night, uh, chosen by his peers, the Ted Lindsay Award winner, as the best player in the league, and Connor McDavid. And they had a guy with 180, 108 points and 84 even strength points, and he only had 20 points in the power play, and the power play came in 31st. Like, there's lots of areas for improvement here, uh, which is another one of the questions that you'll hear, uh, answers and comments you'll be hearing from Peter a little bit later on, is just do you make sure you don't overreact in this situation and look for some growth that maybe didn't occur this past year and again, that does not make everybody happy when that is the tack, but that is a possibility at this stage. So we'll have to wait and see. Do I think a trade can happen? Yes. Do I think it's automatic that it's going to happen? No. Um, you know, and do I think Edmonton could end up in a situation, excuse me, where they shop the way Nashville used to shop four, five, six years ago where the Preds were deliberate in their approach and were you know, day four, day five, day six, day seven buyers and trying to get guys that were cheap support players. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, if you factor in the buyout on Eric Griba, I have the Edmonton Oilers uh, with a you know full rookie bonus for Paul Yarby, which is unlikely. Uh, Strom qualified at three million, Nurse at three million times two years. Uh, with the buyout of Griba now, uh, combined with Pouliot's buyout, uh, I got Edmonton around $76 million, $76.1 million, uh, on the cap uh, with four spots needed, three forwards, a 12th, 13th, and 14th forward, and a number seven defenseman. So are we looking at four players at about 750000 to fill out that role, those roles? That is a possibility. And then you use the cap... Uh, potential cap save, uh, space savings on the unlikelihood that Poliarvi would end up uh, reaching his rookie bonuses and deploy that, you know, for, for your group late in the year. So, uh, well, you know, in terms of a potential acquisition, that is one of the possibilities. It's not sexy, and uh, it won't make everybody happy. The, the sexier move, obviously, is to trade the 10th overall pick and get some help on defense or trade a defenseman in the 10th overall pick and get a better defenseman. Uh, and, and that, too, could occur. You never know what, what, what's going to happen here. But uh, 
the other thing that uh, you're going to hear Peter Shirelli say in the one-on-one interview coming up is that things really heat up on the Friday morning. A lot of the organizations got in town late last night. It's the uh, later this afternoon. Uh, the coaches have their uh, coaching clinic take place. Uh, the GM's meetings are later this afternoon, and and then things start progressing from that point forward. So there you have it. It is 119 in Edmonton. When we come back, we're going to talk a bit about last night's awards uh, for the National Hockey League. Uh, we'll get to some of your texts, too, on our Westlock 4 text line and NHL today for elite promotional marketing, elite promotional mar- marketing more than just sportswear. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers' colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show. Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. Um, you know, to have the players vote for it, uh, it, it means so much. Um, it's so special to, to you know, know that they have that respect and, and uh, you know, they feel that way about me. So it definitely means a lot. That is the Edmonton Oilers' Connor McDavid on uh, being selected last night for the second consecutive year, the Ted Lindsay Award winner. Uh, he's one of three current players to have now uh, won uh, in back-to-back years. Uh, Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin are the others. we got three superstars in the game when that occurs. We know how the players think. Uh, Peter Shirelli was asked a little about uh, Connor winning that award as well as Taylor Hall winning the Hart Trophy, a player that uh, Shirelli obviously traded June 30th, 2016, in a controversial trade for Adam Lars. Um, I thought Connor had a, uh, a learning season, um, and having said that, he won the scoring, and I think he won the, uh, the player's vote for MVP. So, I mean, he's, I think he's, he's learned a lot from this year and uh, on and off the ice as, as far as leading a team, but he, I, think he had a, I think he had a very good year nonetheless. Uh, I think Taylor had a very good year with New Jersey. He helped them get into the playoffs. And uh, I'm happy for him that he won the uh, heart. All right, there you go. That is uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, general manager. And that would be my expectation, that there would be nobody involved in the Oilers organization that would be at all disappointed to see Taylor win. Uh, You make trades. You hope they work out for both teams. I know a lot of you right now, 98% of you, 99% of you, not very happy in a year in which New Jersey makes the playoffs, Edmonton doesn't. I mean, it really was quite a, when you think about it, you know, a year ago we were in Chicago, and uh, Shirelli and Todd McClellan were up for uh, GM of the year, which is voted by the other executives, uh, coach of the year, which is voted by the media, uh, and Connor McDavid won the uh, uh, MB, the Hart Trophy and the Ted Lindsay Award. Um and, and Taylor went through a tough first year in New Jersey. But to his credit, Taylor drove the New Jersey Devils into the playoffs this year. I always personally thought he could be an all-star. In fact, he should have been an all-star, if not for a botched NHL uh, Professional Hockey Writers Association vote a few years ago. I'll be honest, did I th- and, and I think you can make an argument, would he have won the MVP here as long as McDavid was here? I don't know if that would have ever happened for uh, Taylor, but you can't take anything away from what he did. He was, he sh- in my mind, he should have won the uh, heart, 
you know, 40-plus separation in points. He absolutely willed that team to the playoffs, and I'm super happy for him to realize his potential. So, uh, you know, terrific on his part. 12:25 in Edmonton. Here we go. Let's get to NHL Today. It's brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear. Fired up. Back in the studio. Here's Brennan Ulrich. Well, Bob, you already talked about uh, the Eric Raba buyout, so we'll leave that at that. But Elliot, Elliot Freeman is reporting that... Uh, Word out of uh, the the island is that the Islanders have assigned Barry Trotz to be their next head coach. Lou Lamarillo would not confirm anything, but uh, it's a five-year deal uh, with a, worth at least four million dollars. So, I was uh, out uh, at an establishment last night with Gil Scott. He is the agent uh, for Barry Trotz and Bruce Boudreau. I saw Bruce as well. Um, so we'll see what uh, ends up transpiring here, but that term and that price point. Uh, make a lot of sense to me. Oh, we can confirm now the Islanders have just uh, made it official via Twitter. So Barry Trotz is their new head coach. There you go. What else you got going on? Is that the primary uh, feature for uh, today that you got Jake and Brendan? That's all I have right now. I'm sure we'll have more by the end of the show, though. Yep. Uh, And again, uh, and you'll hear Peter Shirelli coming up at 105 about, uh, you know, just about maybe how the machinations work once uh, the GMs get to the general... You know, he's been, I mean, he'll tell you, he's been in conversation with everybody on an ongoing basis, uh, but things tend to get rolling Thursday night slash uh, Friday morning. And I, I've been, remember going to the 2002 draft in Toronto that year. Uh, that was your Rick Nash went number one. Everybody thought Jay Bomeister was going to go number one floor to trade it down uh, so they could save some money on a signing bonus with Jay. Ironically, uh, Jay didn't sign a long-term extension in Florida. Uh, funny how that works. And... Uh, Anyhow, I remember the night before the draft, uh, being in the cab uh, with a guy whose son would go seventh in that draft year, and the uh, Philadelphia Flyers uh, got the fourth overall pick from Tampa Bay for Ruslan Fedotenko. And I was like, what the heck is Tampa Bay doing? And Ruslan Fedotenko scored two pretty good big goals for the Tampa Bay Lightning in the 2004 Stanley Cup Final. So uh, it's, uh, I guess it puts things in perspective. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Dave says, Bob, it almost sounds like the same team's coming back. How are the Edmonton Oilers going to be even better unless they find the puck mover they need? Making playoffs is not good enough. Going to at least the conference finals is from Dave. Um uh, Bob, can a theoretical player uh, fill out our roster like a Thomas Vanek? Uh, and then maybe some internal guys like uh, Yamamoto, Ratty, and Bear from Andrew D. Um, yeah, Vanek, I mean, you know, he is what he is. Um, he certainly didn't disappoint the Vancouver Canucks last year through the first three quarters of the year. Uh, he does have a history in Western Canada based upon where he played some developmental hockey in the province of Alberta. Uh, I have Ty Ratty uh, figured in to start the year in Edmonton. I've got Yamamoto and Ethan Bear to start the year in the minors, but it doesn't mean that's necessarily going to come to fruition. 12:28 in Edmonton. Uh, you can text us at 6:30-6:30. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Uh, when we come back, uh, an extensive conversation with Louis DeBrusque after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.